Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm sorry, but this is just wild. It is absolutely wild and ridiculous. It is one thing for a politician to lie. It's another thing for a politician to brazenly lie. Well, what they're brazenly lying about is a matter of public record. Because they're pretending they didn't say something, which we know they said because we can hear them saying it. Now, that's bad enough. But then for the media to facilitate those lies. Now, right now, Keir Starmer is understandably cock-a-hoop because the Conservatives got an absolute mauling battered in two by-elections. That on the way out, Keir Starmer is going to become Prime Minister by the end of January 2024. That is completely nailed on unless every possible precedent is broken given how far behind the Conservatives are. There's just no historical example of a government so catastrophically unpopular, justifiably so, being able to claw back their support. So he is going to become Prime Minister and it's important to scrutinise him as the next Prime Minister unless they get rid of Rishi Sunak in a act of desperation. Anyway, Starmer was interviewed about comments he made on LBC about Israel's criminal murderous assault on Gaza, which rightly caused uproar. Let's just listen to what he said. You gave an interview the other day in which you implied that it would be justified for Israel to cut off Gaza's power and water supply. Is that what you meant? Well, I welcome this question because I know that that LBC clip has been widely shared and caused real concern and distress in some Muslim communities. So let me be clear about what I was saying and what I wasn't saying. I was saying Israel had the right to self-defence. And when I said that right, it was that right to self-defence. I was not saying that Israel had the right to cut off water, food, fuel or medicines. And yet people uh, on, came on, to that well, conclusion. On the contrary, uh, for over a week now, I have been leading this charge, calling uh, for that humanitarian aid to come in. We all know there are, you know, innocent civilians in Gaza in a humanitarian crisis, a million children. That aid urgently needs to get in. So I was saying, yes, they have the right to self-defense. That right they do have, but not the right to withhold that humanitarian aid that needs to get in. It is now absolutely urgent. And that's why I've been calling for this for over a week. So I'm very pleased to be able to clarify um, precisely what I was saying in that LBC clip. Are you kidding me? You're, you're really going to roll with that, are you, Keir? That you're going to keep arguing that's what you said when we can actually hear what you actually said. Oh, my God. Because what I'm going to do now is replay the clip of what he said on LBC. I'm very clear. Israel must have that, does have that right to defend herself. Um, and Hamas bears responsibility. A siege is appropriate? Cutting off power? Cutting off water? Well, I think that Israel does have that right it is an ongoing situation okay did you hear that your ears are not lying to you just so we're clear because the argument being made here is what you can hear is not what you can hear at all that that never happened and um, to be clear he said or he was asked if a siege was appropriate cutting off power cutting off water he then answered 
I think that Israel does have that right. Those are the words he said in response to the question he was asked. He did go on to speak about international law, but only to expose him, a human rights lawyer, doesn't actually apparently understand uh, international law because he spoke about the need to abide by international law after having endorsed something which is only ever against international law. It goes against Article 33 of the Geneva Convention, which completely prohibits the use of collective punishment. You cannot punish a civilian population collectively for crimes that they did not commit. Now, if it was the case that he what misspoke there, why not simply clarify what he meant? It's taken him ages to get to this point. After this, the Shadow Attorney General Emily Thornbury went on national television to refuse to condemn this, a siege with the cutting off of these basic supplies as a violation of international law. Ditto the Shadow Foreign Secretary David Lammy. He refused to condemn the forced removal of the Palestinian population condemned as illegal by the likes of the United Nations. It's taken him to now for him to suddenly say what he apparently what he claims he didn't say in the first place. Now, the role of the media in these particular cases is 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 to say clearly when a politician is lying. And actually, some American journalists and media outlets did do that under Donald Trump. They did not understand their role of impartiality as being anything other than neutral, as being somehow neutral about, um, or not taking a stance about truth or lies. So when, when Donald Trump lied, they said... Donald Trump lied when he said this, and then they provided the evidence to show that. That's what journalists should do. Now, I understand a lot of political journalists see the next Labour government as inevitable, because it is, and they worry that if they call out Keir Starmer for lying when he lied, that they will then be cut out of the loop, because that's what political parties do. They go, well, we won't feed you information. You won't get scoops from us. You won't get exclusives. That's how the system works, I'm afraid to say. Um, and that's why a lot of journalists shared the what Keir Starmer said by saying, Keir Starmer has issued a clarification. No, he hasn't. He lied about what he said, which is important to say, and then continued to refuse to condemn the war crimes being committed with the support of the British government. Now, we, we had, you know, I mean, a lot of people call themselves moderate, centrist, liberals, We're talking about post-truth politics, how the likes of Boris Johnson and Donald Trump flagrantly lie and how that's bad for democracy. And I agreed with them when they said that. But notice that they are say, those people are saying nothing about this. They're not saying about how Keir Starmer has lied. And then what happens is all his cheerleaders defend him. And that's how lying becomes contagious in politics, because it's not just the leader is dishonest. To defend him, their cheerleaders have to be dishonest. So you get, you get this ricocheting effect of massive dishonesty everywhere. Um, they've not condemned that. They've not taken it on because they see Starmer as one of their own. And they only care about dishonesty when they're on the receiving end of it. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, it is, it's taken him so long to clarify. clarify why, am I, why am I going along with this now? It's taken so this long for him to issue a statement about what he said because it produced a massive storm, including a massive resignation of councillors across the country. The other thing is notable, what he said in his statement, is he said it's caused real concern and distress in some Muslim communities. Really shocking stuff here. It's undoubtedly caused anger amongst a lot of British Muslims. But it's also caused a lot of anger amongst people who aren't Muslims either. Hi. Um, what does that tell us? I, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what it means. It's not what's happened here, is they've not thought what, what was right or wrong about what he said. They're not thinking about what's in the best interest of the people of Gaza. They just see British Muslims as an important voting bloc for the Labour Party, an important part of Labour's coalition. They are an important part of Labour's coalition. There are just over 4 million British Muslims. Now, obviously, you take kids out of that, but that's a big chunk because disproportionately, or a large majority of British Muslims have voted Labour for a very long time. But they've been completely taken for granted by Labour, basically treated as voting fodder, and Labour's repeatedly stuck their fingers up at them. For example, the Batlian spent by-election in 2021, where there was massive Muslim disillusionment and defection from the Labour Party. One Labour aide was quoted by saying, we're hemorrhaging votes among Muslim voters, and the reason for that is what... Uh, Keir Starmer's been doing on anti-Semitism. Nobody really wants to talk about it, but that is the main factor. He challenged Corbyn on it, and there's been a backlash among certain sections of the community. Nonsense. I went to Batley and Spen. I spoke to canvassers, including those who backed Keir Starmer. None of no Muslim voters were talking about anti-Semitism. They just did not come up. After narrowly, Labour narrowly won, a Labour source told the Times the party had lost the Conservative Muslim vote over gay rights. Nonsense. As a gay man, went to Batley and Spen, spoke to Muslim voters, people who knew I was gay, um, and in no way was gay rights mentioned by anyone. Again, canvases reported not a single Muslim voter talking about gay rights. And in fact, um, when in the 2000s, British Muslims were voting for Labour when Labour was actually introducing gay rights. It's not like Labour have some radical set of proposals on LGBTQ rights now, is it? Quite the opposite, in fact. So bear in mind all of that context. There's an interesting piece in the Times by Patrick Maguire, who's very, very well connected um, in the Labour Party. The headline is Starmer's Israel stance risks losing Muslim vote. Um, and he writes, reports that Starmer's LBC words replaying endlessly on social media feeds and WhatsApp groups in places such as Birmingham, Bradford and Leicester, whose Labour mayor last night told Starmer Muslims thought the party lacked sympathy for Palestinians. At least 13 councillors have quit the party in protest, dozens more could follow. And those MPs feel they owe their seats to Muslim voters are beginning to panic. And then it goes on, they go on by talking about how um, they are now fearful that mass resignations may cost Labour control of local authorities and also saying that things are, are as bad, if not worse, than has ever been for us in Muslim communities. So there's a shadow cabinet meeting and then the shadow Justice Secretary, Shabana Mahmood, who's a, a, as staunch a Starmer ally as you're going to get, died in the wall leadership loyalist and, as he says, as committed a supporter of the leadership it is possible to imagine, who expressed concerns and urged colleagues to remember their responsibility to Muslim communities. Louise Haig, 
represents my the seat I was born in, in Sheffield. The Shadow Transport Secretary did similar. Um, notes, however, Starmer didn't apologise. He has not condemned Israel for breaking international law. He keeps talking about the need to abide by international law, but that is a meaningless platitude unless you specifically call out examples of those violations. So there's con condemnation of Hamas correctly. Hamas should be condemned for their absolute grotesque atrocity for which there is no justification whatsoever. The point is we're not arming and funding Hamas, even taking out the dynamic between the occupier, military superpower, and the occupied. We're not obviously backing and arming Hamas. We are in the case of Israel. Therefore, we are complicit in everything that they do. He hasn't condemned the siege as collective punishment against international law. He hasn't condemned the mass indiscriminate destruction of civilian areas with resulting mass death against international law. He's not condemned the dropping of Israeli leaflets on northern Gaza, warning civilians they risk being treated as enemy combatants if they stay. That's against international law as well. Lisa Nandy was asked uh, today, do you think Israel breached international law by cutting off water and power supplies? She, she comes up with just ba ba a load of rambling nonsense. This is an extraordinary complex and fast-moving situation. David Brent star management speak there. What's the answer? And then goes on like Israel has the right to self-defense. Again, refusing to condemn violations of international law by a Western client state. Now, what's happened is, as I've said, they're panicking about Muslim voters, but they're doing what they think is the bare minimum without actually coming out and condemning Israel for what it's done. They're gaslighting and lying to us. Serial dishonesty and also a failure to take a stand against war crimes. If they can't take a stance against war crimes, they have no moral authority on anything ever again. Now, why am I calling out the opposition? People go, well, they're not in power, Owen. The Conservatives in power. Because there is no chance whatsoever of getting the government to shift its position unless it comes under pressure. And so long as the opposition continues to offer essentially de facto support for the mass slaughter that Israel is committing, which should go down as one of the most shameful episodes in the history of the Labour Party, then... The government are not going to change their position. And unless Israel comes under huge pressure from its key allies, then it will correctly judge it can get away with absolutely anything. So what happens, the stances taken by the opposition, is a matter of life and death. That is the point. It's not simply about how Keir Starmer lies as easily as he breathes. Like all the leadership, the pledges he made to become leader of the Labour Party, which he reneged on. And you can see here a classic example he said something, then he lied about it, and he's not called out because his cheerleaders, who will take a moral high ground about Boris Johnson and all the rest of it, refuse to condemn their own when they do exactly the same as what they condemn Boris Johnson for, correctly in the case of Boris Johnson. But this isn't simply about dishonesty, as bad as that is for democracy. It is about life and death. Kirstama lied to you. He lied through his teeth to you. Anyone who claims he didn't lie is themselves lying. And those lies are about the most important thing possible, which is about life and death, including the mass slaughter of innocent civilians and children in Gaza, which is happening right now as I speak and as you listen to me. And that's why this has to be called out. Please like and subscribe. Do keep the show on the road and patreon.com forward slash I'll see you in a bit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.